the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Have you ever wanted something that belonged to someone else so badly that you were willing to commit any overtly evil act to acquire it? Scripture tells us the prophet Nathan had to confront King David about David's coveting another man's wife. Listen in today as Pastor Draper continues the series on the Ten Commandments. He will be speaking from the subject, Thou Shalt Not Covet. Witnessing! Where is your desire? Why don't you covet that? You went on going all week. Did you tell the waiter about Jesus? Somebody knocked on your door. Did you tell them about Jesus? Somebody came to your house to fix on something. Did you tell them about Jesus? You went and ate somewhere. Did you tell the waiter, the waitress about Jesus? You talk about Jesus, you can't even bless your food. Won't you desire witnessing? I'm, I'm telling you what you ought to covet. Look how quiet it's getting now. Oh, there's some things we ought to covet. What about coveting some peace? You can't have peace until you have peace with God. You can't have peace with yourself until you have peace with God. What about peace? I covet peace in my family. Peace on my job. Peace in me. Peace of mind. You know, Satan wants your mind all confused and batty until you, Satan will drive you crazy if you let him. Won't you desire peace? What about contentment? When let's say you desire, I desire, Lord, this is the year of giving me a contented spirit. Make me content. Make me not want for nothing. If it comes fine, if it don't come fine, I'm going to praise you because you're worthy regardless of what I have and I don't have. Lord, I desire a spirit of contentment. What about that? You ever desire that? Do you even pray for it? I don't know what to pray for. Pray for some contentment. You won't worry. You won't be so mad all the time. If you're content, you know why you're discontent? Because you focus on the things of this world. You focus on the television. The television is designed, it's one of the primary tools the devil uses to make you discontented. Because the television always shows you how you're lacking. Your hair's knotted up and then show you how to unknot your hair. Your hair the wrong color. Show you what, how you ought to color your hair. These stockings are this. That's that. You know, this game is this. This on and on and on. Shave from shaving cream to cosmetics to whatever. You don't smell good. Get this. And by the way, why are you buying that? Expensive stuff out of Dillis. You might go, need to go on that shelf in H-E-B if you broke. Amen. Smelling so good and so broke. <laughs> that stuff is high. 
Don't too many people give me a gift of cologne. is expensive what about what about uh, I'm sorry. what about ask desiring humility Lord I desire to be humble I'm too headstrong I'm too high minded I'm too arrogant nobody can tell me nothing I know everything. I got an answer for everything. You can't miss them. They make, they make me sick. Can't miss them. They know everything. It's humility sometimes just saying, I don't know. You know, you put it, I know, you don't know it. Everything. When the last time you said, you know, I really don't know how to do that. Can you show me how? I would be honored for you to show me how to do this. I don't, you know, a lot of folks don't want you to know they don't know. That ain't humility, that's arrogance. Huh? I'm talking about covetousness now. Woo, humility. That's what's destroying the church. Everybody looking after me. Oh, high, exalted. You go into class, Sunday school class, about whatever. You talk more than the teacher. I ain't saying you can't comment, but over-commenting is just as dangerous. Be quiet and get some insight. You go in that college classroom, you're not commenting with the teacher on every comment. Amen. Get in the church, you got so much to say. Grown on, it's the truth. What about desiring a giving spirit? While you buying school supplies, what about the supplies that were offered up for our school in Uganda that houses almost a thousand students? What about supply? And, and look, don't you come up here with no one. Here's my bag. You ought to bring some bags. We ought to have enough for this semester and next semester. They ought to have to have a storehouse from this church of supply. Bring one. And then here you go shopping for your kids. The basket's so full and they don't even know how to say thank you. Why don't y'all say amen? Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Giving spirit. Lord, give me a giving spirit. When the offering comes, right after this message, Lord, don't help me not be cheap with you. Help me to honor you. Help me to, not the least, but the most. Help me not to, get, to be so broke because I've given the world everything that's yours that I have nothing to bless you with. Do you desire the study of the word of God? How many of you, when you miss your time with a word, you feel bad about it? Do you ever get convicted because you missed a word today? You try to get to it, but look like somehow the circumstances of that day squeeze you out and you were so exhausted. And by the time you picked up the Bible and read, you ever tried to read and you wouldn't get nowhere? <laughs> Am I by myself? I mean, I'm so wore out from the things of this world and the routine of the day and all that. I mean, when I open my Bible sometime, listen, if you want the spirit of sleep to come on you, just open that Bible. I don't understand. Now, if you're watching TV, you'll be up to two o'clock in the morning. 
Amen. But open that Bible and say, I'm going to read three chapters. All. And, and don't mention prayer. You could be on your knees and sleep on your knees. Man, I don't understand that. You don't need no kind of pills. Satan knows how to put this. And some of you all, you make up on your sleep when you come to church. I'm just praying, brother. I mean, spiritually come and Satan make you. Some of y'all get y'all. Maybe we need to get some hard chairs. Them chairs are too comfortable. Y'all get y'all best sleep with the air condition just right. The air, the lights, the cushion seats, and oh, when you wake up, you haven't heard nothing. Studying the Word of God. What about what about serving in ministry, sir? You you see all those ministry opportunities? They're all over the church. Are you a greeter? Some of y'all not. Some of y'all can't even greet. All you gotta do is smile and say, "Glad you're Maranatha." <laughs> You can't do that. You won't even greet. Walmart and Olive Garden got greeters. <laughs> won't sign up for the nursing home. Some of you won't. Not, not everybody. Some of you are faithful. Some of you overworked. Oh, we just go on tutorial ministry. You know all that math. What child are you helping? What child are you helping? You know, you're reading special. What, what child are you helping to read? And on and on and on and on and on it goes. You walk press on out here, come next Sunday, get yours, and go home. Don't see you the next week. You're not just to receive, you're to be, you're also to release. What about desiring prayer? Coveting prayer. How many came out and prayed? 132, I think. Something like that. 132. Y'all plotted on it. Y'all being set up didn't know it. <laughs> Now, 130, we thank God for that 132. I know some of you may have been out of town. Some of you may have had consequences beyond your control. We understand that, and we're not talking about you. You may have pulled a double that day and couldn't get off to pray. You could have had your hour wherever you were if you couldn't get here. Amen? 132 out of right at 1,000 folk? Is that a good average? No. Well, why don't you desire it? You know what? You will not pray until you covet to pray. How about that? Craving to pray, desiring to pray, longing to pray. You know what? You don't pray. It ain't in you to pray. It's in you to go eat. Amen. It's in you to make that extra dollar. It's in you to do what you want to do when you want to do it. But is it in you to go pray? Greetings and welcome to the Maranatha Bible Church broadcast ministry with Pastor Randall Draper. We are excited about you joining us today as Pastor Draper continues the message, Thou Shalt Not Covet. What about an anointing? Power. What about desiring power? An anointing. When I preach, I want to preach an anointing. I want the anointing to flow through me from God I don't want to preach a good sermon in the flesh. It doesn't have the effectiveness that it could have if I'm anointed by God to declare his powerful and potent word. What about an anointing? 
a power. You say, I'm a secretary. Oh my, you need anointing. I'm dealing with children in the school. You need an anointing. Amen. I'm a nurse and I got to deal with sick folk. You need anointing. I'm a doctor. You need anointing. I deliver mail in the heat. You need an anointing to deal with the heat. Anointing fall on me. Let the power of the Holy Ghost fall fresh on me. And you will not have an anointing with double standard, being a hypocrite, being one thing at the church and another thing at home. Looking good at the church and a little devil at home. A saint on Sunday and a devil on Monday. Ain't even Monday, it's a devil on Sunday night. Sunday is, Monday is too far away. Anointing. You can't gossip and have an anointing. You can't backstab and have an anointing. You can't go around avoiding each other and not speaking and not have an anointing. Got a fellowship with difficult folk, immature folk, folk that you got to bow with. Who said everybody's supposed to be like you anyhow? You got to learn to wait on folk. Love is patient. You weren't always where you were. Somebody waited on you. Now you arrived. You can't wait on nobody. But when you got an anointing, you wait on folk. You put up with them like God puts up with you. I'm talking about coveting. The right stuff. Kingdom stuff. I'm not talking about jewelry. I'm not talking about fashions and fads. I'm talking about kingdom things. What about a pure heart? Lord, I desire, why don't you cover the pure heart? That's why you can say what you say and do what you do. And you can look at another man's wife and lust. That's how come you in the, some of you in pornography? Why some of you buying that lottery ticket? That's why some of you in places, your own wife don't know where you are. Your heart's not pure. When your heart's right, you can be over in Africa somewhere and you'll do right. You young folk that's going off to college, when your heart's right, I don't care if you're in Atlanta or, or Colorado or California, who cares where you are? When your heart is right, you're going to do right. We can teach all we want. We can train you all we want. But we can't change your heart. You have to cry out to God and say, Lord, I covet, I desire, I am craving, I am longing for a pure heart. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. What about kingdom opportunities? I covet kingdom opportunities, two opportunities. I dare you to ask God to put opportunities in your way for you to take advantage of. You have more opportunities than you can keep up with. Living the Christian life is not boring. It is exciting. I am excited about kingdom work. Listen, it is adventurous because I'm excited because I know God is moving. And then I got to be on alert. And I got to be fighting that devil because he's moving. It is not boring. It's boring to you because you're not doing nothing. Get in the ring. Kingdom opportunity. Lord, give me some opportunities today. 
What about coveting more time with the Lord? I miss my time with you. Coveting more time with the Lord. Not time with yourself. Not time with, <clears throat> with the cowboys or whoever you like. Not more time in the malls and time on the golf course. Some of you can stay on that court in the heat. All them rounds, how many rounds they play? Now all of a sudden, y'all don't know nothing. You won't even answer. Y'all know. I got to show you, this is a golf club, huh? You don't know what a golf club is now. 18. 18 holes. Put a little round ball in a hole. In 104 degree heat. Now, there's nothing wrong with that. If you want to do that, it's not a sin to do that either, by the way. But if I can do that and can't witness in it, then I got misplaced priorities. Amen? Now go put your ball in the hole. Go on, have a, But just make sure you can equalize that with God. Amen? No wonder you can't get here. You all tug it out. If I'm going to have a heat stroke, I'd rather have one doing God's business than putting a little ball in a hole. You know something? I'm kind of weird sometimes. I don't have to have a basketball. I don't have to have a football. I don't even like golf. I can go all season. I went all last year, and I think I didn't watch one whole game of NFL. I may have saw a piece here and there. There was a time on New Year's Day, I would watch every bowl game, every, from morning to night, and was scared to miss, go to the restroom, scared I was going to miss it down. Just holding it, because I didn't want to miss it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. And hoping that commercial go overtime so I can get back. All I need now, older I grow in Christ. Y'all hang with me. The less add-ons and the less things of this world that I need to satisfy me. I don't have to have all that. You give me a good Christian book and a Bible and give me some peace and quiet, sometimes I don't want nothing on. And I can just enjoy myself all day long. Solitude with God. Time with the Lord. See, y'all addicted. Now, reason y'all have time with the Lord, you got, you're going to get shocked with all that electronic stuff hanging on you. They walk around with stuff over him. You're talking. I see folk talking like they're talking. You know, they got this headset now. You ain't got to hold it. You just walk and talk. And you got stuff and beepers and gadgets and palm pilots and all this stuff. You need to just de-electrify yourself. I guess that's something. But what it's worth, you get the point. What about desiring more wisdom? What about more wisdom? Hey, listen, you need wisdom to walk in this world. You need wisdom to deal with your family. You need wisdom to deal with your husband. You need wisdom to deal with your child. You need wisdom to deal with that job. You need wisdom just to deal with the devil. Wisdom. And he said, if you want it, you got to ask God for it. But you can't ask God for it if you ain't praying. So if you ain't praying, you ain't going to ask. You got to pray to ask. You know that, don't you? Wisdom. Wisdom. To deal with that boss. To deal with your health. 
What about desiring a spirit-controlled life? A life. A life that's under the auspices of the Holy Ghost and not the flesh and the world and Satan. What about a spirit-controlled life where the, well, the spirit leads you? When last time you told somebody, you know, the spirit told me I should do this. Some of you scared to say spirit. You say something told you. Stop saying the spirit is not something. Repeat after me. The spirit, spirit. is not something. something. Amen. He's a person. And folks will look at you. You know, the Holy Ghost reminded me that I should. Or the Holy Ghost made me know that I should go this way. I should make that. The Spirit of God illuminated my mind and made me come to realize that. You know, the work and look, what is she talking about? What is, what? That's strange talk. You ought to covet love from your family. How many of you want to be loved by your family? I want, I want my family to love me. I desire that they love me. And then I need love for my family. I need to love my family more, regardless of how, you say, you don't know my wife, you don't know my husband, you don't know my child. But listen, you love them, you love them unconditionally as God loves you. I don't care how well you do or how worse you do, God doesn't love you any more, any less. He loves you unconditionally. What about assurance of salvation? Some of you can't make any headway with God simply because you're doubting the validity of your salvation. You're unsure. You're wrestling with, you can't doubt salvation and live in doubt. You have to know that if you're going to be of any kingdom use for God. Lord, increase my assurance. Make me know so I don't have to think so, hope so. When a person tells me, I hope I'm saved, I think I'm saved. I say something is wrong with that inherently. You can't think or hope about that. You got to know about that. Jesus said to Nicodemus, you must be born again. What about coveting going home to be with the Lord? You know what? I'm appalled at saints that don't want to go home to be with the Lord. You love your stuff so much. You love your house and your car. And your dress and your relationships and being in the who's who. If God says time to go, I ain't ready. Why? You're going to die barring the rapture. You ought to live in a state of readiness. Why are you not ready to die? In light of all this terrorism, in light of all this sin and disease, when you look at what's going on in our world today and the corruption today and all the satanic stuff that's going on all around us today, if it's not one thing, it's another. Listen, you ought to thank God that we're not going to be here always. Going to heaven is sweet. It's a relief from the things of this world. As a matter of fact, we got it backwards. We rejoice when they come in and we cry when they leave. But bottom line, we ought to be crying when they come and rejoicing when they leave because they are born into a world filled with trouble. Satan's going to be after them. The world's going to be after them. They're going to deal with, with their own fleshly appetites. Do you long for heaven? Now, y'all not short-circuit that and try to go to heaven for the time. 
That's the other side too. Because if you do that, Satan, God's going to look at you. What you doing up here so early? I wouldn't be surprised one of these days he's going to kick somebody out for getting up there prematurely. God knows the number of your days. And you don't have to help God. You didn't help God with, with your birth. Amen. Who helped God? Who, who had to help God with their birth? You didn't have anything to do with where you were going to be born, how you were going to be born, when you were going to be born, all of that. God predetermined all that in the fullness of time. He brought it to pass. And God has your days numbered of leaving here. In conclusion, let me share this. And you got to hold on. Y'all, the best is still to come next week. Oh, man, this is something. You should not covet. Allow me to recapitulate. Desire is not wrong in and of itself. Okay? If we don't desire anything, we won't have anything. <laughs> you, know, I don't, you don't desire an education, you won't get one. Right? If you, I mean, hey, some of you don't, things aren't adding up because you don't desire nothing. And so you, that's why you have nothing. Amen. So desire in and of itself is not bad. We, if we don't desire anything, we won't have anything, nor is it wrong for us to appreciate the good things of life. It's all right to enjoy your home, to enjoy, take pleasure in your wife, your possessions, as long as you don't allow them to control you or put them ahead of God. Keep the right perspective. John Calvin said, as I conclude, covetousness makes us a slave of the devil. Thank you for tuning into this program for the Maranatha Bible Church Broadcast Ministry. This broadcast is supported in part by your generous financial contributions, and we invite you to partner with us in spreading this important word throughout our local community and the world. If the Lord spoke to you in this message, let us know. Call us at 210-821-5683. Even better, come and visit us at 7855 East Loop 1604 North, Converse, Texas, 78109, directly across from Randolph Air Force Base. Visit our website at www.maranathasa.org where you will find an archive of audio and video messages. You can also find service times, directions to the church, upcoming events, and much, much more. Tune in tomorrow as Pastor Draper continues to teach us from the Word of God. Thank you for joining us today, and may the Lord's blessings be upon you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.